Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Well, hello, my wondering friend. You know what? Guess what? As I put out this episode 55, this is hitting the two-year mark of the Wonder Your Way podcast. So happy anniversary to me, right? I, uh, If you go back and listen to episode 50, I kind of talked about how I wasn't sure if I wanted to start a podcast, and and then I did, and I said, well, I'll give myself a year. Well, now I've done it for two years, and uh, I keep taking it sort of year at a time, so I guess I'm entering into what would be considered my third year. So here I am, offering up more, more tips, more information on Europe travel, and I'm happy to keep doing so as long as you decide that you want to keep listening. Today, I want to talk about traveling off the main tourist track, and I want to offer up some tips. Now, this is kind of one of those episodes I feel like it's kind of hard to offer up super specific tips, not like, you know, something like transportation and things like that. That's a little bit easier to offer up a little bit more specific tips. This is kind of, this is sort of one of those touchy-feely, woo-woo (laughs) sort of episodes in some ways. Not not 100%, but there are some 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 tips I can offer out that I know will be be useful. But some of it is also eh, you know, maybe a little bit. We'll we'll get there and I'll I'll explain that. It's kind of one of my one of my last tips. But I also want to just kind of give you a little background about Wonder Your Way and how I decided to start Wonder Your Way. So I started the business back in the the end of 2013 and I wanted to create a business where I could help people plan trips that would be a little bit more like not going to some of the usual places. Not that I didn't agree with, you know, like going to some of the usual places, you know, places, there are certain places that are touristed for a reason. I mean, a lot of people go to the Louvre in Paris because there are some beautiful works of art there. And plus the building's really cool. So, you know, places are touristed for a reason. And I'm never one to say, don't go there. But I also like to be able to show people that there are other places that you can go if you want to get away from the crowds and have maybe a different type of experience, a different type of European experience. And that was why, that was sort of the impetus for me to start Wonder Your Way and to start trying to build a business where I could plan trips for people that may take them kind of a a little bit away from some of those main tourist places. Not that the people, you know, people that I work with, they still go to, to some of the usual spots. But sometimes I also, we like to sprinkle in some places that maybe aren't on the main tourist trail. So I wanted to do that. I wanted people to kind of be able to travel on their own, travel independently, 
but feel like that they still had, you know, some structure, um, a plan, if you will, that they felt like they were supported and they had some information and they weren't just completely winging it. But I didn't want them to get on a motor coach with 50 of their best friends. I'm not against that style of travel, if that's the style of travel for you. Everybody's different. But I wanted to kind of cater to the people that want to travel independently and that maybe you're seeking out something that's a little bit different and a little bit unique and and not kind of, like I said, on the main tourist trail. I don't believe that that sort of off the beaten path, no place is undiscovered. No place is truly off the beaten path. There are just those places that are definitely more heavily touristed. You know, places like the Colosseum in Rome or the aforementioned Louvre in Paris. So you kind of get the idea that that's the stuff that's on the main tourist track that most everybody is going to go to when they make that first trip to that city or country. But what I want to do is I like to kind of encourage people to, you know, find some places that are a little bit unique. I always tell people this story. I didn't see the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland, which are like one of the most iconic places you can go in Ireland, right? Almost everybody that that I talk to is like, oh, did you go to the Cliffs of Moher? Did you see? I didn't see them until my third trip, you guys. <laughs> so, and that ended up being with my parents. The first time I went, I think it was raining. I think I tried to see him, but it was raining. And I was like, oh, well, so I don't see him. I saw all this other really amazing things, all these other amazing things. The second time I went, I'm trying to think. I didn't even put it on my radar. I mean, I was actually over there for my friend's wedding, so it wasn't really a priority. And that's just it. It wasn't a priority. When I went the third time, which happened to be with my parents, I was like, well, you know, I'm with my parents, so they should see it. I'll finally see them. And you know what? I haven't seen them again since. And I've been to Ireland three more (laughs) three more times and I haven't gone back because, eh, you know, once you see them, it's okay. But I didn't feel like I had to. And I never felt like because I didn't, go and see the Cliffs of Moher that I hadn't been to Ireland. I still very much felt like I went to Ireland and that's what I tell people. So the first thing that I just kind of want to throw out there is a lot. I, I get a lot of people who come to me and say, well, I should go to the Cliffs of Moher oh, since we're on those because I'm in Ireland. And, I, and, and that's just, you know, that's what people do when they go there. And then I ask them, well, Is that something you really want to do? Is that something you really want to see? Or do you just feel like you have to because everybody else does? I mean, if everybody's jumping off a bridge, do you jump off a bridge? No, of course you don't. Some of these places, yes, that are on the main tourist track are definitely worth it. I mean, the Cliffs of Moher are beautiful. But if it's not really your thing, if it's not something that you're into, why would you go? You know, I'll come back to something like the Louvre in Paris. If you really don't like going into museums and, you know, things like that, why go? Just because everybody else goes, you don't, that doesn't mean that you have to go. So that's sort of a catch 22 when it comes to some of these places that are heavily touristed, that are on kind of the main tourist track. Yeah, they're touristed for a reason because there are some really amazing things about it. I mean, I've been to the Louvre twice. And to be honest, would I go back again on another visit to Paris? Probably because there's so much there that I would try to see some of the things that I hadn't seen before because I keep ending up in the same part of the Louvre and I just keep getting lost in there. Anyway, that's my issue. But what I would say is, yes, they are touristed for a reason and they're heavily trafficked and heavily visited for a reason. However, if it's something that does not interest you, then don't go. If it is, 
then go. And if you are going to go to places that are heavily touristed and see a lot of people, just make a plan. Make a plan for it so that you can go maybe at a certain time of day or a certain time of year where maybe it's not as busy if you're not one for big crowds. Maybe you don't mind the crowds. Maybe that's part of the the adventure. That's fine. But if you don't really like the the big crowds, then you can kind of work around it. So places are touristed for a reason. You know, they should be seen, but they should only be seen or experienced by those people who, you know, that's what they, they're really into, what, what they're interested in. If you're not interested in it, don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world if you don't see it, because there are lots of other places that are off the main tourist track that are going to be maybe more interesting to you. And so one of the first tips I do want to offer up is to think about that. If you want to travel off the main tourist track, what are some of the things that interest you? There may be something, there may be some quirky museum or some quirky site or even some town that you've heard of that has some weird tradition or some interesting architecture or the people are a certain way that just interests you. And it may be something that is a little bit off the main tourist track. So let that interest guide you. I'm going to give you one example. Even though I'm not really a a science person, I'm kind of really not, but it intrigues me. Like I love people that are really into like science and can be very nerdy about like things like science and math, probably because I dated a guy who was kind of like that for a while. And I actually think, nope, wasn't dating him at the time. I had to think about that for a moment. But there is a museum in Florence, Italy. It's the Galileo Museum. And that's what it's filled with. It's filled with like old microscopes and physics things. Thinking about all the the Big Bang Theory guys, they would have loved <laughs> they would have loved the museum. I was just really intrigued because I was like, well, this is something just really different. And I went to it, and there was hardly anybody in there. It was not very expensive. Like I said, there was just a handful of people, and I found like looking at all these old like instruments that that they would have used back in the 1600s and 1700s, I found it really fascinating. So, and and then there were some really unique kind of uh, like physics <laughs> physics things at the end that were like more interactive and explained how things worked. I never took physics and in high school, I got as far as chemistry and that was it. And I'm not a science person, but I really, really appreciate people that are into that and that brains, whose brains work that way. So that's why I decided to go to this museum and it was wonderful. I loved it. It was something that was kind of, I was in a very touristed city, but I got into a museum that didn't see a lot of traffic and I loved it. So let some of those interests maybe guide you to some of those places that may be a little bit off the main tourist track. Okay, so tip number two is to do a little bit of research and maybe find a destination that's not in the guidebook. All right, so I know we're not all using, you know, paper guidebooks like we used to, you know, people that used to use voters and farmers and Lonely Planet and things like that, Rick Steves. But if you kind of dig a little bit deeper And maybe you find a place that is in the guidebook that you think, wow, that place sounds really, really cool. You know, maybe you find, you know, like one of the hill towns in Tuscany, we'll say one of my favorite places is Montepulciano. It's definitely in the guidebooks. It's definitely well touristed. But you're like, you know, I'd kind of like to be in this area. I'd like to be in this part of Italy, but 
I don't really, I want to go somewhere that's different that's maybe not there. Well, what's around there? Google Maps. I find Google Maps is is a great, great place to, to kind of start. Look at some of the places that maybe are in the guidebook and then maybe find some places, find them on the map and then find some places that are nearby that may be kind of an alternative to staying in or around that particular town or that city. Not a bad way to just kind of maybe find something that's still in the area. So you're still going to get maybe some of the feel. You'll still be able to see some of the things that are around there. You can still actually go to that town if if you want to, even if it's kind of more touristed. But you're like, well, I want to go somewhere that's maybe a little less touristed. So maybe you find something that's nearby. If it's not in the guidebook, and I kind of find that a lot of the guidebooks, you know, if you pick up a couple of different ones, even if you maybe you don't want to spend the money, you can always go to the library and, and kind of just even look at them at the library and see what if if it's in like, you know, three or four different guidebooks, it, chances are it's probably pretty popular and it's probably pretty touristed. But what's nearby? Good place to look. The other thing is just to kind of do a little bit of research you know, on the, and thank God for the internet, right? You can find some places, you know, maybe there's, there are some travel bloggers out there who maybe focus a little bit more on places like this. I kind of do a little bit of both. You know, some of my stuff is a little bit off the main tourist track. Some of it's not, but maybe you find some articles on some places that you you start to kind of realize, hey, this place is a, is a little bit off the main tourist track. This site is a little bit off the main tourist track. So it may take some research. It may take kind of digging a little bit deeper. Now, maybe that's okay. Maybe you're okay with doing the research. If not, that's where a good travel planner such as myself can come into play and can help you find some of those places that are off the main tourist track that maybe then also align with tip number one, your interests. So it may take a little bit more effort, but it may be worth it, especially if that's something that you want to incorporate into your trip. One thing to note is that sometimes in the guidebooks, you know, you'll have sort of your main section in in the guidebooks and you'll have, you know, this place and that place. But sometimes there's like little asides, like there might be a little box somewhere like Lonely Planet is the one that I'm thinking of that's really good. Maybe a little box somewhere that just has a little blurb on a place. That might be a place to consider because it may be something that is a little bit off the main tourist track. Here's an example from from my own travels. When my parents and I went to Ireland in 2010, we each had the Lonely Planet guides in paper, you know, because I was dealing with older parents. So I was in Colorado, you know, looking through my guidebook. They were here in Cincinnati looking through their guidebook. And I kind of let them really decide. I'm like, I'll go back to, to Ireland again. I want this trip to be yours. And my dad mentioned, I'd really like to go to these cliffs of amazement. I'm like, what are you talking about, dad? <laughs> I've never heard of these cliffs of amazement. Are you talking about the cliffs of more? No, the cliffs of amazement. And finally I said, well, what page are you on? Are you Is this in the guidebook? Yes. What page are you on? He told me what page. And I found this little gray box talking about the cliffs, what, what Lonely Planet was terming cliffs of amazement, which were the Kilkee Cliffs in Southern County Clare, just south of where the the Cliffs of Moore are. And we went to them and there was hardly anybody there. They were beautiful. It's something my dad, even to this day, would talk about, the Cliffs of Amazement. So you can use a guidebook, obviously. 
the guidebooks some sometimes are a good place to start and then maybe find those little places that only get like one little quick little blurb of a mention and don't get like a whole section. That's probably, you know, a good indication of something that's not on the main tourist track. And then maybe use that to kind of see what else is nearby. Hey, this sounds like a really cool town, but in, in a nice area, what else is around there? Or this sounds like a cool site. What other site that's maybe similar, maybe also nearby or elsewhere in this country or region or city. So I'm sort of saying ditch the guidebook, but not 100%. So you would, the guidebook is sometimes is a good place to start, but then start to kind of kind of fan out from there and do a little bit more digging and a little bit more research. And if you don't like doing that, again, that's where a travel planner, a travel advisor is good to use because we'll know, a good travel planner will know where to look to find those places that are a little bit off the main tourist track that also match your interests. Okay, tip number three, get advice from the locals. If you know somebody that like lives in a country, maybe, um, you know, maybe they are a native of that country or they're an expat, that might be a good person to get advice from. Maybe you have a neighbor or a colleague or a friend who used to live in Germany, get some advice from them. And always ask the people that work in your accommodation or if you happen to strike up a conversation with someone in a shop or a restaurant, it never hurts to ask them for advice on places to go. So, you know, I've got a really good friend who lives in Dublin. So every time I go to Ireland, I feel like she she gives me a new place to, to go check out, something that's maybe not very far away from her or just something that you, like, I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't go here. And she has definitely given me some great advice on places to go in Ireland. So that's one way to do it is if you have friends and places. You know, another thing that that happened to me is the first time I was in the region of Umbria in Italy, and Umbria is kind of right next to Tuscany. And I was staying in an agriturismo that was just outside the town of, of Todi, T-O-D-I. And, you know, I had a couple of other towns. Like I, I knew I wanted to go to Todi and I knew I wanted to go to, I'm trying to think there was another one nearby. I'm going blank on. But anyway, they kept telling me they, that I needed to go to Bavania. And I was like, and to be honest, I don't think Bavania was in my, it wasn't in my guidebook. And I was like, they kept telling me, go to Bavania, go to Bavania. So finally, I think on that last, the last full day I think I had there, I thought, you know, they keep telling me that this is where I need to go. So I'm going to go. And you know what? I loved it. And in fact, when I went back a couple years later, that was like one of the first places I wanted to go is I wanted to go back to Bavania. I drove there. I just absolutely fell in love with it. It was it was a little less touristy than some of the other towns in the area. And it's now like on my my list of, um, you know, favorite towns in, in Italy. So listen to the locals, take their advice. If they're telling you to go to a certain site or a certain town, or maybe even something like a, a restaurant, go to it. They're probably pretty spot on. And it's probably going to be a place that's not as touristed. 
the one thing that I would say is if you are asking for some places, sometimes depending on where you're at, I've also kind of had the opposite happen where people be like, oh, go here, go here. You know, they're naming all the places that are kind of on the tourist track, especially maybe when it comes to restaurants. And what I've asked is, where do you go? If you go out to dinner or go out to lunch, where do you go to eat? Because that's kind of more what I want. I don't want to go where you know, all the tourists go. So be sure to, sometimes you need to ask that because sometimes they will tell you the usual places. But if you kind of specifically ask what's some place that maybe not everybody goes that you would recommend, that you like to go, because sometimes then you get more of a local vibe. So ask the locals, whether or not it's the locals once you get to your destination, or if you do that research in advance and you talk to people And it may be like a friend of a friend who used to live in Germany or something like that. But talk to those people that have maybe had more of an on-the-ground experience there that maybe have lived there, not just visited, but lived there. And they may be able to give you some places that are a little bit more off the main tourist track. All right. So that's tip number three. Tip number four, and this is to take detours. So if you're going, let's say from point A to point B, let's say you're driving, you know, for the sake of argument right here, you're driving and you could just see a sign. Maybe you see a sign for something that looks interesting. Oh, I see a little sign here. I wonder what this is. Take that detour because you know what? That's where you may come across something that is a little bit more off the main tourist track. You're just stumbling upon it take advantage of that. Maybe you're wandering around um, some sort of town or city. I always kind of like to to talk about like some of the bigger cities, you know, like, like a Rome or a London or something like that. And maybe you just kind of see, you know, something that interests you down a certain street and it kind of maybe takes you away a little bit from kind of the main tourist attractions and that. Maybe follow it. Maybe there's something really interesting down there. You may kind of stumble across like a little park or a museum or a cute little church or some other like museum or just maybe even daily life may be happening. So take those detours. Sometimes we we get so set on like, okay, no, I got to do this and then I got to do this and then I got to do this because I want to be able to see all that stuff. Build in some time so that you can take those detours. And that's when sometimes you kind of stumble upon something that maybe is a little bit off the main tourist track that ends up being kind of interesting. Okay, what number was that? I think that was number four. Okay, so this is where I kind of maybe get a little woo-woo on the next couple of tips. This one in particular, number five, tip number five, is to kind of put the map away and what I and follow your travel intuition. Now this kind of goes hand in hand with the with the take detours. So, you know, a lot of times, like I said, we get hellbent on saying, well, I'm going here and then I'm going here and then I'm going there. Or you know, let's say you're you are kind of wandering around the streets of Lisbon and you you really want to go like a certain way. Well, sometimes you just need to put the map away and let yourself get a little bit lost, but also just kind of listen to our travel intuition. Hey, you see something really cool down a street and your intuition says, Oh, I think there might be something cool down there. Listen to your gut. Follow that little path. Maybe, like I said, you stumble upon something really cool. This is something that I think is hard because we get so 
we get so in our head that it's like, well, no, I'm on my way to go to this and I really want to go see this. And, and, and I just don't, you know, I really want to go see this, but, but if you listen and your travel intuition says, oh, but I think there's something really cool down that road. I, I just can sense it. Listen to your gut, go down that road. And see what's there, because probably you're, you may come across something that really is kind of off the main tourist track, and it could be something really cool. Maybe it's a great view. Maybe it's just a great view. You're, you're out driving and, and you stumble across some really great view, sort of there you are, you're, you're at the edge of the, you know, overlooking a cliff and there's the ocean out there and, and maybe there's some island off, off the coast. You know, if you don't kind of listen to your intuition listen to your gut, you may not have been able to go see that and have that wonderful experience. So slow down a little bit and make sure that you kind of just maybe put that map away all the time. You're not always kind of on this and put away the schedule and listen to your travel intuition. It will tell you if you are in t- if you are somebody that that kind of can slow down and listen to what what your gut is telling you, then you're going to stumble across something really great. I guarantee it. But you need to put away the map and you really need to listen to your travel intuition. That's that's the woo-woo tip right there. <laughs> so sorry about that for those of you who are not. The last tip that I kind of want to offer up is not maybe quite as woo-woo, but it is sort of emotional. And that's to have a sense of adventure and not a sense of fear. Because I feel like when you have a sense of adventure, and if you have a sense of curiosity, that you can travel off the beaten path or off the main tourist track a little bit more throughout Europe. Don't have a sense of fear. You'll know Again, listening to that intuition, if something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't feel right and it feels like, man, this just feels like, you know, I feel a little sense of fear, or like I'm not safe, then obviously get yourself out of that situation or wherever you are. However, have that sense of adventure. Let curiosity guide you. Like I said, if you're like, oh, what's down this path? And as long as it seems safe, like you're not going to like go walking off a cliff or something like that. Great, go for it. Walking down some some little, you know, pedestrian way in, you know, somewhere like Rome or something like that, as long as it feels safe and it doesn't look sketchy, like somebody's going to mug you, then go down it. So have that sense of adventure because that will help you travel a little bit more off the main tourist track. You don't have to be fearful. You'll know, trust your gut and just be that curious explorer that helps you to just find places, listening to the locals, doing a little bit of research beforehand, things like that will really help you to travel off the main tourist track so you can go and see something that's a little bit different. And when you come back and your friends go, oh, did you go up the Eiffel Tower? And you say, no, but I did this other really cool thing in Paris. I found this really cool museum. I ended up talking to some some local people. I ended up having a drink with them. Things happen. And sometimes they happen when we kind of get off that main tourist track and we let go of our fears and inhibitions and we let ourselves just be in the moment. 
Okay, so I'm going to end that episode here and just a couple of reminders. Remember that you can go over to the Wonder Your Way website, wonderyourway.com and sign up to get on the email list. There are a few different places there where you can get a free little PDF from me on maybe Europe destinations or something on Italy or Ireland or some Europe travel planning tips. And I will send you a PDF in exchange for your email. And then once you're on the email list, you will be notified of all the goings on with Wonder Your Way weekly, just the podcast or the blog blog post a couple times a month, offering out some tips and some useful information on Europe travel. And as always, I welcome you to just send me a note, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E at wonderyourway.com. And let me know what's going on. Hey, if you got some great travel plans, if you've got some tips for traveling off the main tourist track, if you've got some stories, I would love to love to hear those. Always love to hear travel stories. You can always just send me an email and, you know, just have a little conversation. I always reply back. I am very, very good about replying back to people who email me because you're the reason that I do this so that I can offer out some good information to you on Europe travel. And if you haven't left a review over at Apple Podcasts, please do so. It really, really helps with the algorithms and have what your way be found a little bit more. And I am always trying to reach more ears so that I can help more people out as they travel to Europe. I think uh, 2023 is going to be a banner year for travel to Europe. So And if you need help planning your trip, if you happen to be going to Europe sometime this year, or maybe even next year, hit me up again, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com, or you can go over to wonderyourway.com slash contact and fill out the contact form there. I think that does it. Uh, Hopefully this was a helpful episode. A little woo-woo, I know at times, but uh, yeah, I hope you find a way to travel off the main tourist track because it really is pretty special. And if you need help, I'm your gal. I'm happy to help you out. So until next time, happy travels. Mm